Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bodybuilding.com podcast. Nick Cole is flying solo without a co-host today, but we do have Taylor Chamberlain over here. Um, she's a Bodybuilding.com athlete, newly crowned IFBB Bikini Pro competitor, um, recently married as well. Yep, right? July. So, yeah. Okay, just, yep. And a rampant YouTube vlogger. Um, you're all over the place sharing everything <laughs> all the time. Uh, on our site, she's in many different photos. She has a video and an article on the site called How a Flexible Dieting Bikini Competitor Really Eats. And hopefully, uh, by the time this comes out, you'll have a forthcoming Bodybuilding.com ad campaign as well, right? Yeah, very, very excited about that. Shot that yesterday, so I'm excited to share with you all what that's really about. So today, are we going to get to film some workouts with you downstairs as well? Yep, that, a live workout too, okay. glute workout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll cool. be good. Now, I want to talk with you about a number of different things, but first and foremost, I've been watching a bunch of your videos, and um, one of the things that kept sticking out over and over again, I guess two of the things, were were your parents. Yeah. They competed in bodybuilding shows when you were in your teens. Yep. So they were, what, in like late 30s, early 40s, somewhere in there. Um, And you'd train with them after school. Your husband trained with your dad. Like, Mm -hmm. there's... There's this whole culture of fitness that you grew up in, it sounds yeah. like. And uh, I have two little boys who are two and five. And I'm kind of, it's fascinating to, to me to watch how they interpret and interact with fitness. Right. Like, it's just, it's, they don't know anything else mm-hmm. other than, you know, my, my two-year-old has these little kettlebells that yes. he just loves to go around. and. Oh, know, that's awesome. Um, so young. And he has this little six-pound medicine ball. And yeah. he lifts it with this huge grunt like he's lifting the world. <laughs> he's but starting it, it, young. It's just, it's fascinating. But it's also, I, they, they get that it's play. Mm-hmm. But it's like play that... They've challenged themselves. Mm-hmm. They get that in a way that I feel like adults struggle to. Right. And it makes me think like, how do they how are they gonna remember this exactly down the road? And I wanted to ask you what, what your earliest fitness memories are, or just how you remember, yeah, that your house like that growing up in that project. All right. So growing up, obviously my parents were very healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started the bodybuilding thing, but even long before that. I mean, I remember being in the daycare because my mom would teach aerobics, you know, so. Oh, like in the gym daycare? Yeah, yeah, I have memories of that, you know, four years old being in there. Um, So I always kind of grew up in that environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my dad has always been really, really healthy in terms of nutrition and everything. So he, you know, showed us eating a handful of nuts instead of maybe choosing the fast food kind of that sort of thing. Even even as kids. Yeah, even Uh as kids. So I just kind of grew up sort of a health nut and that transcended into where I'm at now. So uh, my earliest memory of being in the gym so they, this, they were they were like pretty gym focused people. It wasn't like oh we're you know doing aerobics in the living room at home. Yeah, no, they oh, okay. were very gym focused. They were very gym focused. Uh, but we also I grew up in Colorado, so we would do family activities outdoors a lot. You know, bike riding, hiking, snowboarding, all of that. So I kind of grew up in a very active household, I would say. But my very okay. first memory, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh gosh, well, I remember we used to go on vacations a lot too. Uh, Arizona or, you know, Hawaii, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And they would take me along in the gym. So we'd be laying out at the pool. And then in the afternoon, we kind of would go as a family and go train together. So I think when I was 13, maybe 12, 13 years old, that's when I first remember going in the gym and my mom and dad kind of showing me the ropes. And I Mm -hmm. just kind of I fell in love because I loved the way that I felt afterwards. Like I, my heart rate was up and the endorphins came and I felt, you know, strong. And so I kind of just got addicted from there. And right, every, right away. Right mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And you think, you know, 
sometimes when your parents push something on you, it kind of makes the child not want to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But they, they were never like that. They kind of just showed me the ropes. And like, if it was my decision to go work out, then it was my decision. So I think that's why I loved it so much is because it was just a part of us, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. It, yeah. Did you, did you feel like they were kind of giving you access to this, their secret world? Like? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So like little exercises. I mean, it was all so new to me and I just thought it was so cool that, you know, you could train your body to look a certain way, to feel a certain way, mentally, emotionally, all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, were you a really sporty kid too, or was this really just like the the, the gym ritual was was sort of the introduction? Yeah, the gym ritual was definitely the introduction. I mean, none of my siblings and I we don't play sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to dance and cheerlead a little bit, but it was never, you know, soccer or volleyball or anything like that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. And, and had your parents ever competed before this this? show that they did when you were like, what, was it 15, 16 that I heard you mention? Yeah, so they competed. They started when I was a junior in high school, so I was 16 years old. Um, and just kind of watching them both go through that, uh, you know, the cardio and the disciplinary. Right. Did they have to set you down like, this is going to suck for all of us? <laughs> yeah. Or were they just like they're everybody was fully enthusiastic? So enthusiastic. Yeah. Like, I don't even think that they knew what they were getting into at right. the time. No, yeah, nobody ever does um, here. Yeah. yeah, but they just, they're definitely go-getters. And they they see a goal and they uh, push through till the end. And I really thought that was cool to see them go through that physically, but also how they grew so strong mentally and how they were able to not let it phase, like, our relationship, like our family. Uh, I thought that that was really cool because obviously competing, you're so focused on the end goal that sometimes your relationships can fall to the wayside, but not with them. They were really good examples of how um, if you want to get to a goal and even if it's hard, like keeping your priorities straight, Mm -hmm. keeping your family together and, um, you know, not letting it get in the way of I guess, relationships. Right, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, our, our normal co-host here, Heather Eastman, has done some t- competitions and worked with people who've done them. And yeah. she loves to talk about these gym widows, that yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. widows and widowers where people, it's like they don't see their family for mm-hmm. weeks and weeks. Right. Um, but that, was, that wasn't your experience, no. it sounds like. So, yeah. so you, as what a 15-year-old, 16-year-old watching this, did you think like, even at that time, like, I want to do this? Sometime. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I saw them compete. And, you know, going through it, I was like, maybe I want to do it. But then I saw them get on stage and I was like, mm-hmm. something in me, I, I knew yeah, I would. Cheering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were cheering and getting teary-eyed because you just, you see that person work so hard, you know. And to see them up there, it's just, it's an incredible thing. To me, it's far more than the physique, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 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 So definitely at that point, I was, I knew I would compete. But I wanted to get through college first and mm-hmm you know, get all that done so I can fully focus on that. And did you tell tell your family at that point, like, I'm going to yeah, do Yeah, I did. Right? I did. And yeah. I did what so did much say? research. They were like, yeah, like, you can probably even do it, you know, mm-hmm. when you're done with school and, you know, just make sure you get everything else in line before you do it because I want you to put your full energy in it. Sure. So I definitely did a lot of research after that, lots of magazines because social media wasn't around. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're easily, what, 24? 25. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> I know. I look, I look pretty young. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So, but it, interesting though, right, right around the same time though, your parents, what, lost their business, like mm-hmm. had this whole dramatic kind of change in yeah. fortunes. Yes. Right around at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it in the middle of right. the prep or after? It was actually in the middle of their prep. Okay. Um, my dad, oh, this is 
a story that I totally forgot that I've never told anyone. But my dad, um, he was about to go on stage and he got a call from his financial, I think that his controller. And he was like, he got a call and he said that their company is going down and that there's nothing that they can do from here on out. And um, the cops like thought it was some sketchy thing. So they were like looking for my dad and my dad was like, all right, well, I'm going to go do this thing and I'll call you back. This is like before he gets <laughs> before ready to walk he, before on he gets the ready. Wow. Yeah. So he. Full on in the spray, spray tan. <laughs> yep. Right next to phone. Phil Heath back there because he was the guest poser. So uh-huh. he was like, I'm going to do this thing. I'll call you right back. So he went on stage and posed and then. Yeah, so it was all happening in the midst of their prep. So I think I think that's that's something that's really admirable mm-hmm. uh, that they were able to finish that goal. You know, even when their world was turning upside down. Right. Yeah. And yeah. do you think that fitness and and bodybuilding was yeah something they could rally around in that time of difficult? What, what, yes. what did it mean to them? What did it mean to you watching it? Because you were experiencing yeah. this as well. I actually didn't know um, anything was going point, on right. at that point until like after their competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm maybe it was some sort of constant thing that was something they could control mm-hmm. at that time, uh, just because everything else was going crazy around them. Uh, but I think that that was something that was special to them and that they had wanted to do for a while. So they wanted to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. How, how do you feel like all of this influenced the way that you built your own fitness life after that? Because then you go to college, you, you know, you get busy with life and stuff and it's, it can be easy to yeah. just sort of, okay, just go out on your own way. But you have, you have this life that's has fitness still at the core of it. Right. Um, was it just, did it feel inevitable? Like this is just a part of me I can never turn off or how, how, how uh, did all of this translate? I guess since I've been growing up, growing up, I've always been so healthy, you know, so the fitness being active and fueling your body with more nutrient dense foods has always been a part of me. Um, so even in the busiest times in school, I would always make time for the gym and make time to meal prep because it just makes me feel energized and makes me feel on track and it makes me feel good internally. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, getting that sweat on and fueling my bro- my body properly, especially when you're using a lot of brain power. Right. So yeah, it's been a part of me for a long time. So I feel like maybe it is something I don't think I could go back and mm-hmm. live an unhealthy lifestyle because I know how good it feels to live a healthier lifestyle. Sure, sure. Now, now you did you did though have a time as well when you were kind of taking it too seriously, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and all of this didn't didn't keep you from doing that necessarily. Yes. Like that, that's that's part that's very common yes. chapter. Um, Right. I don't know. You're pretty open about this in your videos that you got really restricted, really unhappy in mm-hmm. your in your eating. Uh, how do you look back on on that now and and explain that? So at the time, uh, it was when our it's when we lost you know our house, our cars. We had to move several times. Uh, we we went to a brand new school in Arizona, and I remember we had to do the lunches where they the school funded mm-hmm. you. Sure. Um, so it was just a really huge transition in my life. Uh, from going to a certain lifestyle to going to having, you know, your friends ripped or, ripped away from you and having everything ripped away from you. No control. No control. So I feel like throughout that all, um, the nutrition and the fitness, the research kind of was taken a little too far to where mm-hmm. I only could eat certain foods because, you know, the magazines told me I could. Okay. And mm-hmm. I 
had to do cardio, you know, twice a day and it didn't matter what got in my way. I was going to do it and I was going to eat, you know, at noon, you know, that type of thing to where it was so restricted that totally ritualized and totally ritualized. And I, you know, I pushed away friends and I mean, new friends. And I just kind of stayed in my little shell because it was the only thing that I really could control my nutrition and my fitness when my world was just spinning out of control. Mm -hmm. So I feel like looking back, I now realize that that's probably what caused it. And that's probably what made me so neurotic about it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Do you feel like that was a a necessary thing you had to go through in order to find the appropriate limits on the other side? Honestly, yes. I I believe that we're put through experiences that God puts us through experiences that uh, help you in the future and who that help you grow as a person. So I feel like it has definitely created who I am today. And that's why I, you know, I show that this lifestyle can be with balance and that, you know, you, you should eat nutrient-dense foods, but please don't be afraid to go out to eat with friends and don't, you know, the relations or fitness and nutrition should enhance your life rather than, you know, make it something miserable that you're going through, you know? So I feel like that going through all that, it's definitely helped me spread the message that I want to today. Sure. And did you, did your, um, parents, their experiences with fitness, with getting serious about things like nutrition as well, help you pull out of that? Um, you mean the, about your, your like super restricted eating phase. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they were never controlling. I mean, they never sat me down and was like, Taylor, you have a problem. You're too restricted. They were trusting that you. Yeah. They knew, they knew like my dad is very, he's very, uh, you know, he's like, I'm here for you type Mm -hmm. of person, but he's never going to push you a certain Mm -hmm. way or he's never going to sway your opinion or sway who you are or what's going on. So they were just kind of there for me. And I think that uh, meeting my husband now definitely helped me get out of that, uh, just moving away from that place where I was and so unhappy definitely helped that too. Uh, Saying yes a lot more and Mm -hmm. creating more friendships uh, helped me you know, recover from all of that. Sure, yeah. sure. And now you kind of landed in flexible dieting as well, which is yeah. something you've talked about mm-hmm. on our site and on your your social channels a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you how did you end up there and become a yeah. be, be, build your, um, your your skills there? Because there's a certain skill to it. Yes. Like uh, I've on your videos, I love you. You know, like oh, here's my macros today. Blank, blank, blank. On yeah. train on leg day, then it's on this. Like yeah. you, you've got the mm-hmm. you've got the numbers. Yes. First in, first in mind, you know? I do, I do. And I think that the numbers are great and uh, they're really great for people who have like an end goal. Uh, it definitely helps you get from this place to this place. But um, I really do like as a whole flexible dieting, just being able to switch out foods and not restricting yourself mm-hmm. to brown rice and chicken and broccoli because there's so much more to this life. And uh, it is... Nutrient-dense foods do matter, uh, but you can also still see results while eating processed foods, while throwing that in. And that's something that I've experimented with. That's something that I've experimented with my clients. Uh, and it just, I think, you, I think sane, it makes you sane and it makes you um, be able to live out this lifestyle in the long run. Mm. Right, you know? sure. Yeah, but you, you bring up a good point, though. I mean, it, do, it doesn't have to be yeah. a nutrient-dense yes. diet. Yes, yes. That really, there is still a lot 
left up to you, and this is something we talked about with um, Dr. Bill Campbell, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, that, yeah, you, you can do it right and wrong. You can do it totally personalized. Um, and the benefits, as they are, are really more long-term than short-term is what he, right. he, he did a big study where they said, you know, okay, let's look at the scale. Let's look at body composition. Mm -hmm. In the short-term, not a huge one. But over the long-term, especially um, in combination with lifting, yeah. it can be really profound really um what do you what 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 is what does lifting add to this you feel like as well like for flexible dieting without versus flexible flexible dieting with like okay yeah i go to the gym at least three times a week and lift i think that lifting uh in general definitely helps boost your metabolism um helps you gain that lean mass which then again mm -hmm. helps boost metabolism um so maybe you know if someone wasn't really into lifting and more into like cardio uh their body may respond differently to a ton of nutrient-dense foods whereas someone who's lifting and in the gym might respond a little bit better, um, especially, you know, processed sugar even after a workout has been proven to be actually something good for you. Um, so I think that lifting makes a huge difference in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just seems like it's sort of the, it's the, the magic ingredient mm -hmm. is what it he is. was saying. What, there, it's just night and day with it and without it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So now were you um, fairly comfortable with flexible dieting at the point when you said, all right, now I'm going to set foot on stage. I'm going to, you know, go get my pro card, those sorts of things. It's definitely... When you're competing, you don't want any error. Mm -hmm. uh, and flexible dieting, even if a package says, you know, this is X amount of macros, you don't truly, truly know there could be some human error in it. So when I'm competing, um, especially towards the end, I do eat a little bit more nutrient-dense foods because when you're not eating very many calories, your body's very sensitive to what you put in it. Um, so personally, I try and stick with foods that I cook on my own, you know, just regular right. bro foods, asparagus, chicken, mm -hmm. um, all of that, just because there's a lot more volume too. It fills you up a little bit more than say like a Pop-Tart right. or a waffle. Uh, so that's kind of what I stick to in terms of competing. But when, I, when I'm in off season and I have a lot more calories to work with, um, there's no reason why I can't throw in a couple of Rice Krispie treats mm -hmm. and, you know, cereal and all of these all of these foods that are deemed you know unhealthy sure yeah sure so so yeah you you are in off season now is that idea fairly new to you or have you been thinking in season off season for for years oh gosh i have been doing i've been competing for i think this is gonna be my fourth season mm -hmm. so this will be my fourth year i think so i've competed in six or seven shows so i think this is my Second or third off season. Okay. Yeah. But this one lasted a while. I, I, I saw a video yeah. say, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm doing it since July. I'm July, really, yeah. seems like everything changed all of a sudden when you're a pro, mm -hmm. right? How, yes. how different is that in yes. the approach that you have to take? So the pro physiques are, they have a lot of lean mass, mm -hmm. uh, especially the bikini girls. So that's something that my coach and I, you know, we wanted to boost calories a little bit quicker, uh, maybe even add a little bit more body fat mass because that will really help you gain that lean mass that you're looking for. So I think this off season has been a lot different in terms of eating more than I ever have right. um, and trying to have that goal every single day in the gym of gaining lean mass in those areas that I really need to improve on. So yeah, this off season has been really good for me, especially mentally, because I've been able to uh, kind of, I think the longer you compete, the less you worry about being so 
scheduled and neurotic with it. So this off season, I've been able to travel a lot more and eat foods that I normally can't fit into my macros and, um, you know, feel strong and sleep Mm -hmm. good. And it's just been a really, really good for me physically and mentally. That that sounds great. It sounds like you feel great. Yeah, I do. Is it hard to think about then looking forward to, oh my gosh, (laughs) I feel feel pretty perfect right now. It honestly, it honestly is. um, But I know that every single prep, I learn something about myself and I gain strength mentally um, more than anything else that I I do right now. Uh, so I, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting back on that stage again. I'm looking forward to making my pro debut um, because this is a whole different level and I'm really excited to um, see it through. Sure, yeah. sure. And uh, you had you had a really interesting video just a day or so ago where you, you said, you know, guys, all right, this is it. I have this big photo shoot at bodybuilding.com mm-hmm. coming up. I'm not I'm not doing a photo shoot yeah. or photo shoot prep. I'm not coming in shredded. I'm mm-hmm. coming in just feeling great. How how hard of a choice was that? And like, yeah, or walk us through your thinking there. I think that a couple of years ago, my mindset would have been a lot different. I would have came in here, you know, doing my cardio and uh, cutting my calories and just pushing it, pushing right. it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I realized at the end of the day, people will look up to up to you regardless of what you look like. You know, your message is still the same. And I also want to show uh, females that you don't have to look a certain way to get to your goals. You know, you don't have to withdraw food and you don't have to do the crazy amounts of cardio and all of that. So I, I this is actually really important to me, this shoot, um, not coming in super shredded because I feel like it gives a different perspective to especially younger females mm-hmm. who are heavily influenced by, um, you know, what they see on social media and what they see on bodybuilding.com and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was really important to me. Um, it wasn't necessarily hard now I think mentally I'm in such a great place and I'm happy so I I do things because I love my body not because I hate my body so that's definitely been something that's been shifted a ton Mm -hmm. sure what have you heard from your from your fans and your followers as as you've been embracing the sort of epic bulk are they like this is so great yeah Um, they actually they say that they look up to me for showing them you know it's okay to gain some body fat, like mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Your relationships will still be the same. Uh, you will actually probably feel a lot better. Um, so I think that it has paved a way for them to um, not be afraid to eat, mm-hmm. you know, not be afraid to just go in there and lift and, you know, feel good. Mm. Yeah, feeling good is maybe underrated. Yes, definitely, definitely. Feeling good, lifting, and yeah, that, that sounds like great. Well, so we've got, um, you've got a show coming up then in what, March, April? Uh, May 20. Okay, so still a while. Yes, yeah. still a while. So you still get to feel good for a little while. I have three more weeks of feeling good, <laughs> and then it's Perfect. back to the grind. And yes. then you can, we can follow you on YouTube the whole way through, right? Yeah, How do we find you online? Uh, you'll just go on the YouTube search engine, just type in Taylor Chamberlain. I'll be doing an entire bikini prep series for my first pro show so that's going to be really fun Um, and then I also have an Instagram at Tayche so those are my two main outlets on social media right now so you guys can find me there great thank you very much Taylor Chamberlain for coming and talking thank you for having me hey 
If you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details.